This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Vegas Dave, professional sports better, and you're listening to Jake Brown's show. Third down in 20, 12 seconds remaining. Aaron Rodgers moving around the pocket. What he does best, he's mobile. What is he going to do here? He throws it down the field, and it is caught! Knights of Columbus, sweet baby Jesus, have mercy on your baby goat and baby chickens. It's caught by Jared. Cook me up some chicken dinners tonight. A third and 20 is complete, and the Mason Crosby is on the field, and the Packers have a chance to win the game. Are you kidding me, guys? Are you freaking kidding me? What a fucking classic to start NFL Championship Weekend. This is the Jake Brown Show, pneumonia-free. You're not going to get sick listening to this one. We're back and better than ever drinking all sorts of tea from grape to raspberry to peppermint patties. We're here. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. Uh, Good to be back in the building. Wild games. We are Facebook-living. We're allowed to. We're good with it. Antonio Brown, eh, not so much. We'll get into that. Um, Sant is holding the phone, just like Eric Fisher did on that two-point conversion for the Chiefs. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to transition everything here with something in the studio. Uh, let's hurry up and get to the show. Unlike the Chiefs' offense did, and Andy Reid, uh, let's kick something on side. Uh, that didn't work. I couldn't do anything with an onside kick. But, I mean, how do you not go for that onside kick? Uh, let's interfere with some passes like the Cowboys did, unlike what Skip Bayless said. We'll get into Skip Bayless tweets. Let's talk to our boss, something that Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony haven't done until now. It's happened. Phil and Melo have talked, and Melo wants to remain a Nick. We'll get into that later in the show. We'll preview the AFC and NFC Championship games Familiar foes, Tom Brady meets Ben Roethlisberger again, another one. And we will talk with Vegas Dave, one of the top sports handicappers in the world, about his pick of the Falcons, Luke's team, to go to the Super Bowl at 75-1 to 1 odds. And they have a chance to do that against the Packers this weekend. He'll be there Front row 50-yard line, of course, because it's the only way Vegas Dave does. Um, we're on Facebook Live here on the Jake Brown Show. Play.it slash Jake Brown. iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher is where you find us. Make sure you subscribe there. We have Anthony Santanello at Santanello on the videos and the soundboard. We are bringing back the soundboard uh, for all you ladies. We have Luke Albert. I am Luke Albert on Twitter running the board, a Falcons fan and San a Patriots fan who may match up in the Super Bowl where they will have a bet where if Luke loses, he will have to run the streets of Times Square in a SpongeBob Speedo. And if Sant loses... What do I get? This is tough. He will have to... Go to the Hempstead Strip for a night covered in chocolate pudding. Wow. Not chocolate pudding, chocolate syrup. Wow. Pudding would be dumb. That was kind of dumb. That would be dumb. Yeah. But syrup, that we, makes sense. I completely made those up. But we will have an actual bet, I'm sure, if that does happen. I, I would hope so because betting is what we do best. And so does Vegas Dave. That'll be the second segment coming up but guys let's just start with what happened because if you were not watching that game I mean just an all time classic game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers where Aaron Rodgers showed us guys he might be a top five quarterback in the history of the league 
talent-wise, what he's done from winning eight in a row to guaranteeing they'd go to the playoffs to the throws he's made to the Hales Marys he's done over the years to replacing a legend in Brett Favre. Controversial subject, and tweet tweet me, Jake Brown Radio, tweet us, Jake Brown Show, let us know. I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre, and you could disagree with that. Brett Favre's a Hall of Famer. He's done it for longer, but I think the path that Aaron Rodgers is on, he's he's going to be better, and at the current moment, might be better from what he's done taking over in 2008, where in his first year, he was 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. You knew he was going to be a stud from day one, and over the years, has continued to show us how clutch he is and what he could do that other quarterbacks cannot do. He's just a he's a breed of his own. And when you say 30 seconds one time out at your own 25 and say, "Oh, it's easy, he's going to score." That's when you know you're talking about a legend cuz most quarterbacks cannot do what he did. Not only can most quarterbacks not do what he did, most quarterbacks can't do what he did after you get sacked, lose yards, and you have are set up at third and 20 with 12 seconds left and zero timeouts. I mean, to get sacked and still make that play and to find the hole that he did with Jared Cook is just absurd. You don't see any other quarterbacks having clutch plays. I mean, you saw the Hail Mary, obviously, against the Giants. But this play was kind of to another dimension because, yes, Randall Cobb got away with a push versus the Giants, and that's just kind of a lucky play. It's incredible. I'm not taking anything away with it. But to do what he did in the waning moments against the Cowboys in the tightest corner and let's give credit to Jared Cook. I mean, that is a that is a monstrous catch in the biggest of spots. And let's give credit to Mason Crosby, a guy who not only nails a 51-yarder after they tried to ice him on a kick that looked like it was going to go left and it curved to the middle and just made it through. But how about making a 56-yarder? And how about the guts for Mike McCarthy to trust Mason Crosby? How about that? I mean... Not a lot of coaches are going to trust kickers to kick a 56-yard field goal. They went with Mason Crosby when it mattered most, and he nailed it. And kickers just do not get enough credit when they should be. Because that those are two just monumental spots for a kicker. Uh, and it's amazing. I, I don't know if you saw Skip Bayless's live video after the Cowboys lost, but he was saying how crazy is it that Mason Crosby's kicks – one of them looked like it was going way right on the on the first kick, the 56-yarder. It looked like it was spiraling past the right upright, and then the next one looks like it's hooking left, and they both hook right to the middle of the upright. Well, we'll get into Skip Bayless in a little bit because his tweets, his Homer tweets were just absurd. Uh, skip being Skip. It's I understand he's got to be controversial. It's skip being Skip. It's Skip making his three, four million, whatever they pay him at Fox. But you just can't be a bigger homer in that situation and just say dumb things. And I'll look through those and we'll go through those in a little bit. But I mean, that game had all the twists and turns of, of a movie script. Des Bryant, you're thinking this guy never had a playoff touchdown. He scores two. You have the, the Packers up 21, three early 28, 13. You're thinking this game's over guys. Dak Prescott, the rookie comes in Tony Romo, Try not to have a smirk on his face because you know he's pissed he's not in that spot. I mean, we're talking about Dak Prescott coming back after people in the first half were clamoring for Tony Romo to come in. He's a big playmaker. Put him in now. Dak's like, shut the hell up. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to lead us to this game. They tie it up, and then Rodgers does what he does best. I mean, that game was just an all-time great and you saw the momentum shift, by the way, when Christine Michael early on pulled a Bobby Rainey and ran the ball out of the end zone, got it to the five. That's when you said, you know, this one, the Cowboys still have a shot. And now we're set up for Packers, Falcons. Luke's squad is on its way to the NFC Championship after a convincing win over the Seahawks where the Seahawks just did not look that good. No defense. Michael Bennett goes off on reporters after the game saying, don't tell me we didn't do our effing job. Seahawks are an interesting spot, man, because that window just keeps getting tighter on their chances to win uh, titles here. Luckily, the rest of the teams in their division have been inept. But don't don't tell Earl Thomas that, who went on and tweeted that Tom Brady has had an easy road. I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan at all. I'm a Jets fan. 
But Earl, Earl the Pearl Thomas. I mean, there's there's no pearls in his name when you say something like that because your division was trash. The Cardinals were trash. The Rams were trash. And the 49ers were a fire. They were a dumpster fire. They're, they were all terrible. The Dolphins made the playoffs. The Jets were trash, yes, but the Bills were decent. There were three out of four. Two, uh, two out of three of the other teams were decent. Everyone in the NFC West sucked outside the Seahawks. So Earl's got to relax with that. But it was hard to follow. I had to take a break from Twitter after that first game. Going to that Steelers-Chiefs game, which which was a weird game. I mean, for a team to go to the AFC Championship off of six field goals is something that's unheard of. Give credit to Chris Boswell. Made all six. Nailed all six field goals. And how do you... There's not many times where you say the kicker was literally the game. I mean, give credit to the Steelers offense. Give credit to Le'Veon Bell, who might be the most fun running back to watch in the history of the league. The guy picks holes apart. This is the guy that was suspended four games for smoking blunts. Clearly he's got tunnel vision because what he does, you don't see from any other running backs. I mean, this guy will wait an hour Le'Veon Bell would thrive at the DMV. Le'Veon Bell would thrive at the doctor's office. Le'Veon Bell would thrive at City MD, where I had to wait 45 minutes to find out I had pneumonia last week. Le'Veon Bell would thrive on the line with McDonald's customer service waiting for Wilson to answer. Malcolm. Not either. Mitchell. No. Roger. What was his name? What was his name? I forget. Mal- it wasn't either of those. Marshall, Marshall. Marshall. Marshall Mathers from McDonald's. They still never redeemed those 60 Nuggets, but they did send me in the mail a value meal card, which I did use yesterday. Um, although Nuggets, man, when you're sober, just aren't the same. They're just not that good. Um, I, McDonald's is starting to lose its luster on me. Uh, I just haven't had a good nugget in a while, like a nice, juicy, cooked nugget. It's been a long time. So I may have to boycott McDonald's. We did have pizza tonight, so we're, we're making the switch. There's no Burger King around here, but Burger King has failed me because of their terrible fries. They're just their fries are just you don't like awful. them. No, Burger King have the worst fries. Checkers fries are much better than Burger King. McDonald's fries are solid. Um, it always ends up talking about fast food. I'm trying to talk about football when I get into fast food. Um, but man, that Steelers pay, the Steelers uh, Chiefs game. So it's a weird game. It's slow. You're like, what's going to happen? You're 18-10. The, the Chiefs are boring you to death with Andy Reid taking his sweet old time. I mean, Andy Reid belongs in an old person's home. The guy needs, a, needs the walkers. I mean, they walked down the field. They put themselves in a position where if you do not get the two-point conversion, you will likely lose the game. Oh, look what happened. You didn't get it. You lose. Why didn't they get it? There was a holding call. Controversial? Sure, a little bit. Watch the replay? No, not at all. Have we seen worse holding calls not get called? Of course we have. It's the NFL. I mean, the officials just had a dreadful weekend. And it it led into the other sport, the NBA, and the Knicks-Hawks game where Derrick Rose got slapped in the head and didn't get called. And we'll talk about that later. But officials, I mean... They might start be working. They might start working at Foot Locker soon, like uh, like Travis Kelsey said. But Travis has got to calm down because that was a hundred percent, guys, a hold. I mean, you can't even argue it. He, it's a game changing play, and I look at it like you kind of have to call it there for, for for people to say, "Oh, don't call it in that spot." Why? Give give it to them because they're at home. I mean, it's a bunch of baloney. That's a clear hold. And it changed the entire play. Alex Smith had time because of that hold. If that hold is not committed, he might get stripped of that football, and that catch, I think it was by Wilson in the end zone, or whoever it was, doesn't happen. So they get pushed back to the 12. They don't get it. And then on top of that, I mean, Andy Reid takes a sweet old time, and then what do they do? Not even a pooch kick. They kick it all the way down the field. I mean, the Steelers did a terrible job of returning that. I think they had a what a five yard line. But to not outside kick it, to not pooch it, and I love the word pooch because it sounds like the sweetest, cutest little puppy. 
I'll say that like a little like a little pooch. That's is that a kind of pup? Like I'm gonna Google pooch. Um, does pooch have another meaning to it? Do we know? Pooch punt, pooch kick. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Beautiful okay. stomach fat. I think it's cute and fun to poke. <laughs> I have a nice pooch. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm beautiful and fat. Uh, but I mean, you cannot make those kind of poor decisions in such a big spot. And this guy's is what has haunted Andy Reid throughout his entire career. Him, you know what you need? You need Ben Stiller to teach a school like he did in Zoolander for Andy Reid and Herm Edwards. The time management school for for guys who can't manage time good is what we're going to call it. Zoolander 4 starring Andy Reid and Herm Edwards. I mean, both of them, I mean... I tweeted, they need to take a page from Flavor Flav and wear the clock on their chest. Just get a big-ass clock and put it on your chest because they cannot tell time in the fourth quarter. And that's what cost them the game. So the Steelers move on. Brady versus Big Ben. Rodgers versus Matt Ryan. Put your fanhood aside, people. Just, just take it. I want you to take your fanhood and I want you to throw it in the trash right now. Let's talk football. Let's all be journalists here. Let's all be people who enjoy watching the game and say this. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine you're on a beach in the Bahamas, and I want you to close your eyes. Luke, close your eyes. And I want you to picture the dream scenario. Megan, close your eyes. Sant, close your eyes. And imagine the dream scenario. Imagine this. Four stud, sexy quarterbacks. In, in bathing suits just AFC NFC championship keep them close you're on the beach right now and you're just picturing 40 points being dropped score 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 just, you're just picturing Boomer in his final days with ESPN you're just picturing him boom to the 25 20 15 10 you're, you're picturing fo- football porn is on your mind footballporn.com is on your mind right now and the servers are blocking it on our CBS computer. So it's strictly in your mind. And you're thinking of football porn. And what comes to your head but four teams like what we have now? You have the classic drive-it-through-their-throats football porn in the NFC with Ryan and Rogers dropping 40. You go to the AFC, you have the vintage football porn, the Lisa Ann stuff. With Big Ben and Tom Brady. You have the classic matchup of two guys that continue to get there over and over and over again. You have the platinum vagine in the AFC, in the words of that girl in The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Megan is lost right now. And you're thinking, this is great. You have the black and white vintage stuff in the AFC you have the new breed high powered offenses in the NFC and this is ratings heaven for the NFL and it's must watch television I mean if you like football in the slightest bit you have to be on your TV sets or on NFL mobile this weekend I don't give a flying F-U-C-K if you're at a wedding if you're at a funeral I'm sorry If, if someone passed away you need NFL Mobile on. By the way, no one is having a funeral on a Saturday afternoon during football. Do I, do I still need to have my eyes closed? No, you could open them now. <laughs> so this, this is my question about that. Why yeah. do they have to be shirtless? <coughs> well, that was just to add to the that sexy part. To add to the sexiness. I, I don't want them shirtless. I mean, I'm sure they have wonderful bodies, Megan. Like you could attest that Tom Brady's a sexy mofo. Like I actually don't like. I don't think he's attractive. Wow. wow. Let me pause. I need a sip of water after that. But. Jimmy Garoppolo is incredible. Incredibly looking as well. He's okay. Sam, tell her, tell <laughs> you, put your woman in her place. Tell her to relax. I've tried many times. My goodness. When uh, he got his laptop, his newer laptop, I helped set it up for him and I put Jimmy Garoppolo as a. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Background. Well, he, he probably. That's football porn to Sam, too. He's the future. I mean, guys, this is the, the cream of the crop. And every reference is becoming a sexual innuendo at this point, since I since I started like that. But 
This is the cream of the crop. This is what we want, and I'm excited. This is going to be great football. So let's break these games down right now. I feel like we need some some music for this, Luke. What do you want to do? Uh, let's let's pull up some NFL uh, NFL music. By the way, Chiefs were the first team to lose a game when scoring two or more touchdowns on their opponent ever. Yeah, and I mean, who wins? The, I mean, there's a world. It was a Guinness Book World Record, <laughs> six field goals. I don't know why I said Guinness <laughs> Book World Record. Uh, but who wins the game six field goals? I mean, versus two touchdowns. Like, oh, the math worked. My mom's a math teacher. Six field goals beats two touchdown bitches. Um, so let's preview this. We're going to preview this on the show, which you have to hear. So if you're on Facebook Live now or you're watching this later, you're going to hear our preview on the show. You're going to hear Vegas Dave coming up, and you're going to hear Mellow Talk. We're signing out of Facebook Live. Peace. Um, but let's preview this game. I need some music for this. Starting with the Steelers and the Patriots. Lou, cue the music. Let's do this thing. In a couple of seconds. Brady versus... Lower it a little bit here. It's a little loud. It's a little loud. Let's get it lower. Big Ben. Tom Brady. AFC title game. It'll be the second playoff matchup between them. Now the AFC quarterbacks to go to the Super Bowl since 2003. Who are they? They're Tom Brady. They're Big Ben. They're Peyton Manning. And one year with Joe Flacco. Let's throw Joe Flacco to the side of the dirt. It's Brady, Manning, Big Ben. Let's throw Manning in the dirt right now. It's Brady and Big Ben. The Steelers and Pats have met in the playoffs four times in their history. The 1997 wild card where the Patriots won 28-3. The Pats on route to the AFC title. The 1998 wild card where their Steelers won 7-6. Cordell Stewart! Cordell Stewart! Stand up! That's ludicrous. It's not Nelly and Drake, which became a, t- a Twitter rivalry today, which is not even a comparison. Drake is better than Nelly. Um... Uh, Put your band-aids on. Cordell Do not Stewart. Put down Nelly, though. I won't, but Drake is better. 2002 AFC title game. You know who won. The Patriots won 24-17. And the Patriots won that game in Pittsburgh with the towels waving as underdog. And Bledsoe came off the bench to lead the Pats to win over Cordell Stewart. And then they matched up in the 2005 AFC title game. 41-27. The Pats won that in a shootout. And the 15-1 Steelers got steamrolled at home as the Pats were on their way to a third title in four years. Now the Patriots are back, and Tom Brady is looking for what is this? Super Bowl number five, his fifth Super Bowl, which would make him the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. So what do we like? How do we like it? Let's do it. Here's how we look at this game. Deion Lewis is showing us that he's speedy. He's, a, he's giving them an X factor on that offense that they haven't had from him, from his injuries to not playing as much as he probably should have to the fact that LeGarrette Blunt has been good. But Deion Lewis has given the Patriots offense a new dimension that allows them to do something different here without Rob Gronkowski. That allows them to do something different with Martellus Bennett not playing as well as he was earlier in the season. The Steelers are running like crazy. Le'Veon Bell is finding holes. But the offense is having trouble getting the ball in the end zone. You can get that done against the Chiefs. You cannot have touchdowns become field goals against the New England Patriots. And you don't think that Facebook Live was a distraction with Antonio Brown? The, the stupid decision? It's going to be a little bit of a distraction here. Mike Tomlin was pissed off about that. He said that's, that's not what we do here. And they, they'll find him. But I think this game is going to be good, man. I think it's going to be good. But I just think the Patriots are the better team overall on both sides of the football. I think they are so dangerous at home in front of their fans. They've done it before. They've had the success. I mean, I gave you the stats here. The Patriots won three out of four of those playoff matchups. The only time the Steelers won was a 7-6. You can't even count that. A defensive battle in that game. This game's going to be close, down to the wire. 
But I think a big fourth quarter touchdown by the Patriots is going to seal this thing. I think it's going to be a 27-17. I think the Steelers will kick a field goal, make it a touchdown in garbage time, and then try an onside kick. But they won't get it. And I think the New England Patriots are going to win this game 27-20 to get to the Super Bowl. Who will they take on? That is the question. Which leads us to the NFC Championship game. Luke Halpert's Atlanta Falcons take on the Green Bay Packers. The over-under is 61. I thought it could have been 97. The Falcons won 33-32 in Week 8 in just a wild game. And I think this one is going to be wilder. I'm making up words. This game's going to be so wild. This game is going to leave you rumbling, stumbling, and bumbling to get the popcorn out of the microwave, to get the beer out of the fridge, to get back from the bathroom at whatever bar you're at. You won't even have time to make sweet love at halftime because it's going to get dirty. In Atlanta, the Dirty Birds and Aaron Rodgers and the Cheeseheads. Now let's give you the playoff history. The Falcons and Packers have met in the playoff history three times. 1996 wildcard, the Packers won 37-20 where Brett Favre knocked out his old team in the playoffs. The 2003 wildcard was taken by the Falcons 27-7. Mike Vick becomes the first player to ever win a road game in Lambeau. Playoff Eli did that a couple times later, but we won't talk about that. 2011 divisional game. The Packers won 48-21. Rodgers goes 31-36 for 366 and three touchdowns to knock off the top seed of Falcons. It wasn't a Magic City Monday, Monday in Atlanta on route to their first Super Bowl. Guess what? It's coming again. Aaron Rodgers is the hottest man on the field in the league. He's making women wet around the nation. I saw tweets of girls. Sorry, Megan. I saw women saying how I saw girls snapping. I had a couple of girls snap. Oh, my goodness. I'm watching this game counter. for Rodgers. You should have a counter on how many sexual puns. Oh, my sure. goodness. I'm telling you. He's turning men on at this point with what he's doing. I had a football boner watching Aaron Rodgers throw that ball to Jared Cook. I mean, I almost creamed my pants. Just insane. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> I nope. don't doubt you nope. did either. I don't doubt that Sant creamed his pants either. I hate, I hate him, so. All right, well, <laughs> put the hatred aside. The man is just doing ridiculous things. Not a bedroom, but on a football field. 100 yards of football right now from Aaron Rodgers. It's what amazing. And I think he's going, guys, to do it again. I think this is going to be a shootout. I like the over in this game. I do like the Packers to cover, and I like them to win. I think this is a heads or tails game, though. I think the Falcons, I respect the hell out of them. But I'm trusting Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan in the playoffs. I just am. I think the Packers are going to win this game 37-34. It's going to come down to another late Mason Crosby field goal. And Aaron Rodgers is going to leave women soaked after this game. And it's not going to be raining in Atlanta, but he's going to make it rain. Fat Joe's going to come out after the game. He's going to party with Future. Maybe Russell Wilson will show up and they'll make amends with each other. Ciara will be there too. I mean, the Falcons are winning this game in Luke's land, not in my land. So I, I like the Packers to take on the Patriots. I think the Killer Peas, I think the Packers and the Patriots, it's going to be Brady and Rodgers, and I can't wait, man. All right, we can shut the music. That was our AFC and NFC championship preview. Whew. Sorry for all the sexual innuendos there, but... I was just so excited with those games. Meg's shook right now. I'm sorry, Meg. I'm not shook. I think you feel the passion, though, in my but voice. But I, I definitely feel the passion. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> feel you the passion. Cue the Marvin Gaye, the uh, Barry White. No, don't play that because there's too many legal things. Find you someone the way Jake talks about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I know, right? If I could find the female Aaron Rodgers, like, without a beard, like... 
just the sweat, like the smile he had. I mean, the beginning of the game, you saw the ref tap him and they smile at each other. I mean, the ref was turned on by Aaron Rodgers. The ref smacked his ass. The ref. The, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, guys, I know I'm going crazy, but I'm not the only one. Look what you, look what the the I mean, look at the broadcasters were doing the whole game. Yeah, Troy Aikman was doing it. Joe yeah, Buck, an incredible game. He he just are marvelled by what he did. Before we get to Vegas, Dave, and after Vegas, Dave, we'll get to a little bit of NBA. I just want to go through the tweets that Skip Bayless had that just kind of pissed me off. Um, all right, here we go, guys. So Skip Bayless is live tweeting. Obviously, he picked the Cowboys, and late in the game, some of his some of his tweets. Let's start with this. Let's see. Uh, if not for the bogus Bryce Butler penalty, blah blah blah. Uh, All right, here's really the weird ones where it starts right here. How lucky was Aaron Rodgers that he threw another interception that got canceled by penalty? First off, that was an obvious penalty. That's a pass interference. Or a hold, whatever it was, they were going to get an automatic first down. The fact that the ball was uncatchable is irrelevant in that case. It's a penalty either way. So everyone who tweeted that it was uncatchable is just dumb because either way it's a penalty. You can argue holding versus pass interference. Okay, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. He goes on to tweet this. Congrats to Mason Crosby for making two big clutch kicks. Sarcastic, but okay, that's doable. It's him being a little bitter. I thought the game winner was hooking left. So did I. That Okay, that's the only tweet I'll agree with him on. He goes, I am so proud of the Dallas Cowboys climbing out a 21-3 hole and shutting down Aaron Rodgers for most of the game. Since when did Skip Bayless become Stevie Wonder? How did they shut Aaron Rodgers out? He scores a touchdown in the first drive of the third quarter, and then the last drive he obviously had the plays that I, I marveled over. So that was wrong. So now he's just tweeting things that are not factual. That game turned on the, on the bogus Bryce Butler huddle penalty on the uncalled pass interference, two-arm and win. Okay, that's him being bitter. Here's the one that's just... He has 8,000 replies to, guys. Congrats to Dak Prescott for once again outplaying Aaron Rodgers, again holding off Romo, and again performing like a clutch MVP. In what world did Dak Prescott outplay outplay Aaron Rodgers? Because I looked at the scoreboard, and I think, the, I think the Packers won. I think Dak Prescott put himself in a 21-3 hole that he had to climb out of, which he did nicely. But did, did anyone else think Dak Prescott outplayed Aaron Rodgers? No, not really. I think he, he played, played a hell well. of a he game. He played a great game. Oh, of course. But, but did he outplay him? No. No. And is he more of an MVP than Aaron Rodgers? Overall? Overall MVP. In the season? NFL MVP. It's close. If you give the trophy, put your hatred for Rodgers aside. I'm not putting Anthony, <laughs> San, Anthony Robert Santanello. Not Robert. Jones Santanello. John. John, close enough. AJ. Put your bias aside, AJ. Aaron Overall, Rodgers is going to get more MVP votes than Dak Prescott. Prescott will get more Rookie of the Year votes because he's a rookie. But that's just sad because Dak led his team to being 13-3 and three and Rodgers who, lost four he games He led his row. team? Did they have a guy named Ezekiel Elliott, too, yeah. that had a monster year? Yeah, but it's either— Did Aaron Rodgers have any run running back that did anything remotely good? No. Rodgers is— a better MVP candidate, Most, but it's not like Dak Prescott is not close. They're in the same ballpark. I, I didn't say they're in the same, but, but Rodgers, I would give. You'd the be edge a fool too. to give it to Prescott over Rodgers. I don't That's think what I'm saying. For the season, I don't. I think wouldn't so. say you'd be a fool. Most valuable, valuable. You get to Rodgers because what running game did the Packers have? The they Packers had a wide the, receiver at running back for ten all, weeks in the fucking season. Roger, I'll say this. Rodgers is arguably the reason they were. I mean, he's not the sole reason, but he's part of the reason why they were in that hole in the first place. Partially, he did but not the defense was terrible. Played, the defense was terrible, many? and they were injured. 16? Dak played sixteen really quality games. They were injured, and they had no Rogers running game, and the their guy. defense you sucked. Realize we're all saying that Rodgers is the guy. We're just saying that it's not like. I wouldn't be crazy to give it to Dak. I wouldn't be crazy. 
It's a ballpark. But, but you Rogers don't give it to him. In the end, we're you arguing don't. the same thing. It no, be, but, but Sam is saying circle. here, no, I might give it to him. I would, I would consider I it. I would consider it, too. I don't know. I would absolutely consider it. And I'll say this, too. Matt Ryan's the MVP, so what are we even talking about? Or, that, or that's Tom. fine with me. Matt Ryan's the MVP. I'm not a big fan of the Brady MVP in 12 weeks. I just don't like I agree. You play 75% of the season and get an award. He could be. It's him or Matt. I think Ryan should win it, but I wouldn't I be think, shocked if Brady did. I think Brady is out of it because they went 3-1 without him. But he had one of the best seasons ever. Best cube, best touchdown and interception ratio picks. ever. I know. You have to tell me. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the Jake, category. Who do you think but it's is MVP? I think Rodgers is. Over Matt Ryan? I think it's really one. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan won. I, I maybe Ryan. I did say Ryan a couple of weeks ago, but just what I've seen. But the I guess you can't base it on playoffs. Play, you, you, it's you a guess. coin flip. You can't base it on the. It's playoffs. a coin flip, man. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. It's like picking like <laughs> two like of the hottest girls. It's like pick but one. But if you base it on the it's playoffs, like, Ryan torched one of the better defenses in the league. In the playoffs, and Rodgers beat the Dallas Cowboys, who didn't yeah. have a great defense. Ooh, I guess I give no. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I guess Ryan, but Rodgers, wow. what to to win Check and to win six in a row? I don't know. I don't know. I'll say Rodgers. You say Ryan. I think Ryan will win it. I think Ryan will we win it. I would vote Rodgers. Who do you think is going to win MVP? Who me? Oh, Meg. Ryan or Rodgers? Me. I don't know what Megan thinks. I. I want to see Matt Ryan win it. There you okay, go. I think up. Ryan will, but I would vote Rodgers personally. And I so have I think to, Ryan I have to agree with them when they're talking about Dak. I just think Rodgers put him in a hole in the beginning, and then he was able to climb his way out, and he did impress the second half of the season, but Dak was continuously Ready? pretty good. Want to yeah. go full circle here? And I'm not even a giant. You can make I'm a fight with a girl, Wait, though? no. Are you ready to go full circle, Luke? I'm you'll, ready. Pre- you'll appreciate I'm, this. I'm about to be pumped you up. You just compared... The game, the individual game between Rodgers and Dak, where Rodgers was great throughout and Dak went down and then came back up. Dak was great all year. Rodgers went down. But his and numbers came back aren't up. even close. His numbers aren't close. Doesn't matter. It goes by numbers. The reason Matt Ryan's going to win because they they've scored more points than any team like in NFL history. That's yeah, why. He had the great, he was a leader. Dak, He's a leader. <laughs> leader of the pack, baby. I'm not even like a Cowboys fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys. Dak was great. I, I see what you guys are saying, but I just think Rodgers just put up just monster numbers all year. And I'll say this Even too. those weeks where they were losing, he wasn't terrible. He, he didn't throw many picks. They just didn't win games. So Cowboys clearly made the right pick with Romo. I mean, excuse me, with Dak. Yeah. And this oh, game, yeah. this was the, so the icing yeah. on the cake. Yeah. And, and we could get into that later in the show. We'll do one more segment here. We got Vegas Dave coming up now. We got to run. Vegas Dave is next, and then following Vegas Dave, we'll be back here talking Knicks and Mellow and talking uh, do you bring back Romo and uh, a couple other nuggets as well with no chicken nuggets in studio this time. So coming up next on the Jake Brown Show, play it out of iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on the social media platforms is uh, Vegas Dave. Hey, this is Amy Trask of CBS Sports Network, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play It Out at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. On social media, the second segment here of this week's show is with a guy who is a better sports better than me, and he's probably better than you. Um, it is Dave Wancha. It's Vegas Dave on Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. It's VegasDave.com. He had a recent piece in Forbes about why he picked Luke's Falcons to win it all at 75 to 1 odds. Uh, Dave, good to talk to you again. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me back. Yes, sir. Uh, always good to chat. Um, I'm a guy who likes to bet, so I, 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 I commend what you do. And first off, I mean, we talked about it a little before. I mean, the haters, man, just seem to pile up um, when course, the, the bills get higher. Of course, no one wants to see you succeed. No one, can, you know, most of the people that gamble bet a hundred dollars, fifty dollars a game. They can't, they don't understand betting six figures a game. They can't fathom that, so that they think it's all BS and smoke and mirrors. But it's not. I mean, I just picked up a check from William Hill today for one hundred eighty-six thousand because they couldn't pay me in cash because they got wiped out this weekend. So it's all real. <laughs> Wait, so, so so they had to write a check because they didn't have enough cash? Is that the thing? 
Well, they got buried this week, and they banned me uh, from baseball season because I won. I think I hit about two, three million in, in like thirty days. So they banned me, and they brought me back about a month and a half ago and allowed me to play. But I have certain rules. I can't um, bet baseball with them anymore. I can bet football, but I have limits on how much I could win for parlay or straight bet. So I have rules, but I had to take it because there's only one or two other books that'll take my action here in Vegas. Everyone else shut me down already. Are, now, are you permitted, like, you can't do online stuff like a Bavada and stuff like that? No, because that's illegal. That's um, Anything offshore is illegal, and um, I need to stay legal. It's the kind of money I'm making. A lot of people are watching me, have eyes on me all the time. So I want to stay by the law, legit. And, you know, everyone that bets big money like me, they do it offshore so they don't have to pay taxes. You know, those are the people doing criminal stuff. Myself, I pay taxes every single year. I file them. Um, trust me, I just went through an audit, and I passed, and... You know, I just keep it keep it uh, honest and real and pay my taxes. You pick the um, Falcons in week one at 75 to one. First off, why the hell were the Falcons 75 to one? I mean, they came into the season as a pretty explosive offense. Yeah, but typically dome teams on turf don't win Super Bowls. Teams with good offenses don't win Super Bowls. Um, usually it's defensive teams. And plus the Falcons didn't make the playoffs the last couple of years. You know, they started a hot, uh, hot, hot last year. I think four or five and zero, and then they fell apart. So even if they won five in a row, people weren't going to get excited on them, and people still aren't believers on them. But I think once they win on the big stage this Sunday, people will be believers of this um, Atlanta team. What do you say to people who have tweeted me, and I'm sure tweeted you, um, saying that you've bet multiple teams going they into the season? That. Prove it. Prove it. They always say that. Yeah, you know, I did the Royals. Everyone, here's the truth. When I bet the Royals um, at thirty to one to win the World Series, everyone's like, "Oh, he hedged your bet." You know what? How dirty these casinos are. Even if I try to hedge my bet, they won't even let me hedge a hundred dollars because they either want me to win it all or lose it all. They don't want me to make guaranteed money. So all these people on Twitter, they don't know the real deal. They don't carry and bet six figures through the window every single week like me. They don't know the dirty side of the casinos, the sports books, how they try to corner you, how they don't want to give you the advantage. I mean, I got casinos here in Vegas that tell me, we will not let you bet a future or a parlay unless you bet a straight, bait, straight bet with it. And what kind of monkey rules are those? I have to bet mm-hmm. a straight bet with it for you to take my action? Because they're scared because I'm winning. Did, I mean, you bet the Falcons 15-1, and I 100% understand what you're saying, but were there other teams? I imagine there were a couple of others that you yeah, did. Ori- originally, my the, the focus I had was Arizona Cardinals. I thought Arizona was going to mm-hmm. be very good this year. That's who I had the team circled. But I did take Atlanta as a backup, and as week four and five went on, and I saw how Palmer was playing, and I saw the Falcons got still at 50-1, to 60-1, to 40-1. That's when I started loading up on them around week four, week five. You can see that on my tickets. Week one was 75 to one, and then it, I pushed it all the way down to 60 to 50 to 40, 30, all the way to 20 to one. And because the casinos don't let me hedge, that's why, that's why this year I bet them to win the NFC as well. Mm-hmm. Because last year when I had the Broncos win the two million, even if I wanted to hedge in the Panthers, no casino would take it because of the liability. They wanted me to either win 100% or lose 100%. So this year I got smarter, and I invested more money in them to win the NFC. So they win the NFC Sunday, it'll pay two. And if they win the Super Bowl, it'll be another three. So I'm, I'm happy they just win um, Sunday. I'm good to go with that in, with that collect, collection right there. So if they make it, two. If they win it, you make another, you make another million or win, three million more? If they win Sunday, I win two. They win the NFC. If they win the Super Bowl, it would be another three, so a total of five. Was there a team in the AFC that you picked at all or no? I had the, I had the Raiders circled as mm-hmm. a long shot. Um, I really liked them. I, I thought they were a year or two away, but I do everything for value, and I got them at 40-1 to 1 or 50-1. to 1. Um, Pretty much my reasoning was this. I didn't think any team would beat New England coming in this year, and I never take the favorites. That's not handicapping, taking Alabama 4-1 to 1 every year taking the Cubs now 3-1 to one every year, taking the Patriots 6-1. to one. That's not handicapping. You look at my, my background, 30-1, to 16-1, to 25-1. I take the long shots and I hit them. Um, there's no value taking the Patriots at 7-1 to one or 6-1 to because you can wait two weeks before the playoffs and still get them at 4-1. to one. In the meantime, if there's an injury to Brady or anything like that, then you didn't lose your money. But if he's still playing well, I'd rather sacrifice the odds from 7-1 to one to 4-1 to one and get them later in the season when I see them play. 10 games or 12 games under their belt. So futures is where you can make a lot of money, and I go for value. So my value was 
Raiders and Falcons um, in the Super Bowl. I'll never take a two to one or six to one favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. There's no point of that. Vegas Dave, it's Vegas Dave on Twitter and Instagram is joining us here on the Jake Brown Show. This week we're back after a week full of pneumonia. We are alive and well um, and back at it. Uh, what made you take the Falcons? Uh, how confident have you been uh, during the season here? I'll be honest. It was mostly for value. It's five to one. I mean, that was huge value. I'll take that um, that um, those odds anytime in the NFL because I think it happened. But about, I watched that Kansas City game when they lost to the Chiefs. But a lot of people don't know Kansas City only scored two offensive touchdowns. The rest was pick sixes and a, a fake punt. And I watched Atlanta, and I really started following them and studying um, everything they did. Every single day, I would update myself on the, the team page and follow all the stats. And I realized, you know what, this offense is the best offense since the greatest um, show on turf with the Rams back in the day. And Matt Ryan paid his dues. You know, he's this like eighth or ninth year. He's paid his dues. I think he's a good veteran quarterback. And this is the first year I truly believe, and don't get me wrong, I always believe – Defense wins championships. That's why I took the Broncos last year because I knew with a game manager like Peyton Manning, with that defense, they could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Defense wins championships. However, this is a year I haven't seen in a very, very, very long time where there are no dominant defenses. None. Texans do- are not dominant defense. The Chiefs are not dominant. De- there's no dominant defenses. So this is a year where our great offense will win the Super Bowl. And just a good enough defense will win it. Kind of like a bend but don't break kind of defense. And the Falcons have that. You're going there Sunday. Um, or is it, sa- is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday I'll be front row, midfield, right in the 50 behind Atlanta. The only way, in the words of DJ Khaled. Right. Um, I always do it. Yeah, I mean, Dave, you have to be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, man, is just playing like Superman. You have worried. to be a little concerned. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm 100% confident, and nothing's ever 100% in gambling because Matt Ryan could get hurt, Julio Jones could get hurt, team could get in a car accident, who knows. But if everything happens and plays it up, plays itself out, there's no way Atlanta's losing to Green Bay. Everyone's dazzled by Rodgers' performance, but guess what? It doesn't matter if you score seven or you give it right back up. The Green Bay secondary is the worst secondary besides the Saints in all of football. They're getting progressively worse. If you watch, I watched the whole tape five times of the game, Green Bay at Dallas. You watch those receivers in Dallas, they had three-yard separation every single catch. The Green Bay secondary is atrocious. Atrocious. The other reason why Green Bay won't win besides their dismal secondary is they have zero run game. I don't care what you say. When you get to this time in the playoffs, you have to run the ball to win the game. This backyard flag football crap Rodgers is doing, throwing 50 times a game, 40 times, it's not going to work. you got to be able to run the ball. you got to be able to be balanced in offense. And Atlanta has that. Number one um, – Offense with a th- number three passing attack and number five uh, running attack. They're balanced. And at the end of the day, trust me, Green Bay will score points for sure. I mean, that's why that total set at 60-61 right now. But at the end of the day, Atlanta will have more defensive stops than Green Bay will. I thought, that, o- will that, game. I thought that over-under could have been like 90 after seeing that last game. Once that matchup was set, um, 61 seems a little bit low. I'd imagine you would go over on that one, right? Yeah, but I, I would, but you have to understand, you don't know what Quinn's game plan is. Because if Atlanta goes up 14-3 or 17-7, Atlanta has the two running backs in Coleman and Freeman where they can milk that clock. But the problem is Green Bay's strength is their rush defense. They're very weak at the pass defense. So that would mean Atlanta would keep throwing the ball and keep throwing the ball. There's no point in running against the number eight run defense. Um, unless you're up by three scores, you won't want to milk the clock. So, you know, every game's different. But I just don't. I don't think, I know, Green Bay secondary will not stop Atlanta's. And everyone on the flip side is saying Atlanta's a bad, bad defense. No, it's not that bad. You know, they got, you have to understand, they had five or six first-year, second-year players. It took them to the bye week to get adjusted. And for the first 10 weeks, that defense gave up 28 points a game. Now they're giving up about 20 in the last, since the bye week. That defense is very opportunistic, very young, but very, very quick, very, very fast. Now I'll take speed every day on the defensive side in a shootout over an aging John Ryan, Clay Matthews, and the linebacking crew in the weak Green Bay secondary. Atlanta's going to win this game. Now, do you also bet on the game itself you'll be betting this week, right? A couple hundred thousand? No, I'm, I'm like, I got enough money on it. 
<laughs> I mean, I got two million payout and another three in the Super Bowl. There's no point of it. Do you, if you're a better, do you stay away from this six point spread in Steelers Patriots? Uh, I really haven't even looked at that game. You know, here's the truth. I rather face the Patriots. I hope the Patriots would. I rather face the Patriots than the Steelers. I think Atlanta wow. is a better matchup for them against the Patriots. Patriots, to me, they have no weapons. They have Edelman, that's it, an offense. They have, they're just B rated players all around with Brady. Atlanta. Patriots have faced the easiest slate of offenses in all of football. Easiest. Meaning Brock Eisweiler, um, every single weak AFC quarterback that's in there, they face the weakest offenses all season long, measured by football, football metrics. Guess what? Atlanta's faced the number one toughest schedule. It's toughest schedule Atlanta's faced. It's funny. It's going to be a rude awakening if those two meet. I guarantee Atlanta will beat the Patriots. Everyone will be on Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. But guess what? That team's you can beat the Patriots. Falcons here this year. It's funny we have we have Tony Pucks here, Sant, who's a Patriots fan. We have Luca, Falcon fan. So Luca is smiling away, and Sant just did the "I just got shot in the heart." Well, if, uh, if you watch the Texans game, I mean, you never judge a season by one game, but any other quarterback besides Oswald would have hung 30-34 on the Patriots that game. Yeah. They could have won that game. Brock is just the Patriots awful. played a weakest schedule in all of football. They're not they're not battle tested. Atlanta has, so and there's nobody that can stop Atlanta's offense. If the Falcons get to the Super Bowl here, you're, you are concerned playing uh, just Le'Veon Bell who's just running all over the place and Big Ben. I'd rather play the Patriots. I'm not concerned. Mm-hmm. It'd, be a, a more tough, it'd be a tougher matchup for Atlanta, I believe, because no one has a good defense this year. It's all offenses. And, I ra- and I, if you watch that Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh puts up points. It's just they, stopped, they got stopped in the red zone every single time against the Chiefs. They could have hung 30 or 40 on the Chiefs on the road in bad weather. So I'm more afraid of that offense than the Patriots' offense. If the Falcons do lose this weekend, do you? What's next for you? Do you do you bet on the Super Bowl, or do you just are you done with the football season? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. You know, I mean, this past week, if you looked at my social media, I went six for six. I cleared about a half a million dollars on tickets this week. I'm good. This is just a bonus for me, and I'm already focused on my futures for baseball coming up. I'm already grinding for baseball season. I hope are the Mets on your radar for baseball? Mm, mm, no. <laughs> I tried. I was hoping. As long as Collins is the manager, they're not doing crap. See, this, see, I didn't like your first answer. I like your second. I am the anti Terry Collins uh, fan club. Yeah. He is the worst manager in baseball. Yeah, he shouldn't be in it. Yeah. yeah, he cost them a championship. So it was great, good for me. Paid me millions on the Royals, but. He's not a good manager. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Vegas Dave is joining us for a couple more minutes here on the Jake Brown Show. What, what do like when you, because you live a very lavish lifestyle, let's say. You are at the club, you got all the babes around you. Um, you're well, in, that was before. You know, I haven't been out probably five or six <laughs> months. You know, I hey. mean, maybe I finally grew up, but I'm 40 now and I haven't been to a nightclub. I haven't had, I haven't done anything in six months. The last, time I did, had a drink was in Cabo. I mean, I bought a, a villa in Cabo, and that's what I do to get away and relax, and I'd rather enjoy the beach and good weather than spend $20,000 a night in a nightclub anymore. Bro, if the Falcons win, you're going out. I, you have to celebrate. Everyone's asked me already, but, I mean, <laughs> stuff doesn't really appeal to me. I, I probably would just do it for PR work. Who knows? I mean, I'm not even <laughs> thinking about that right now. Um. What, do you like? Do you store money away? Like, is there a Vegas Dave like four hundred one k where if you win a bet, it's like, all right, that goes. Like, how does it work with you? I keep that personal. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Vegas Dave joining us here on the Jake Brown Show for a couple more minutes. Um, the, this weekend's games. I mean, you're watching that Packers Cowboys game. What's what? What? You didn't bet on that game, correct? Yeah, I did. I had did. Green Bay in the over oh, in you that did. game, so I hit that game. But um, That was a steal at plus five. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, I figured, even on the teaser, I had a tease in over two. I mean, you had a plus 12 on a teaser as well. I mean, even if Green Bay is getting blown up by 17-16, Aaron Rodgers is going to get a backdoor touchdown on a prevent defense. And you know it's going to be in the 20s of that game, so it's going to go over on a teaser. So easy, easy money. The books got slaughtered. But like I said, everyone saw Aaron Rodgers, but great. You know what? They could have lost that game very, very easily. And um, to let a 23-year-old quarterback rally back on you, Jesus, Matt Ryan and them are on a whole other level. 
just watch. A lot of people don't follow the Falcons. They're not on national television. They're flying under the radar. Just see what happens this Sunday. Just see what happens. We'll see. I I want to see the post of you like in like a bathtub of money, just three. What is it? Five million dollars on Feb. My birthday is on the Super Bowl, so February sixth. Well, the problem is a lot of these casinos now are more corporate, and they pay you with checks, just oh. like William Hill did today. So, well, I won't be able to post stuff um, like I did before when I won the Royals when I collected that money. All right. Well, cash that check and and just do it for <laughs> for PR and for the Instagram. Uh, for the hate, okay, for, for the haters, I do it for sure. me. Credit me on that one. Uh, <laughs> Vegas Dave. Send me a reminder. Send me a reminder text, and I will. All right, man. Uh, good talking to you. Good luck to the Falcons. Enjoy the game in the ATL. Uh, and uh, always good talking to you. Let's go Falcons. Yep, go go Dirty Burfs. Thank you. Hi, this is Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. You're listening to the Jake Brown Show. And we're back on the Jake Brown Show. Vegas Dave, you just heard very confident in his Falcons pick. And many people will say that Vegas Dave is a douche of sorts because they don't like how he brags. The guy puts his money where the mouth is. I mean, the guy is not afraid to wager big bucks. And he, guess what? He'll have a shot with the Falcons because it's going to be a coin flip. And you heard our picks early in the show. You heard us talk about a lot of football porn early in the show. And now we are going to get into other news and sports. And we're in New York, so we got to talk about the Carmelo Anthony situation, guys. Melo meets Phil Jackson. Probably a couple punches thrown. I don't think Phil brought a cup of coffee. It was apparently very businesslike. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think, yeah, because I think Phil was being calm because, you know, Melo should whoop his ass for. You know what? I like Melo. Here's my thoughts on Melo. Melo is a great guy with the media. He's a guy that I've I've been around media scrums. The guy is great with the media. He he is always accommodating. But when you keep getting asked about your your owner not wanting you and stuff like that, it's going to rile you up and you're going to say what he said the other day. You're going to say things like maybe it's time for us to start talking about when literally tweets are flying into his his timeline saying, you suck, stop shooting the ball, it's time for you to go. Those thoughts are going to come into your mind. If someone, if I had program directors or people or listeners saying, Jake, you're not good and you should stop doing this, then as I keep getting that, I'm probably going to quit. Because those things get in your mind and it's hard to get them out. So that comment was more of an emotional moment for Mel. He wants to stay. The guy loves New York. It's great for his brand. Stay mellow. His wife, Lala, loves it here. It's the number one media. Mellow is Hollywood. Hollywood is really New York because we're in the Mecca. This is the garden. When you go in the garden, I mean, game like yesterday, you saw the back and forth. I mean, it gets crazy at the garden. There's no place better. So I think Mellow wants to stay here. Phil doesn't want him, but no one else wants him for what the Knicks are going to want in return. What are the Knicks going to get from Melo that's worth it at this point? You're not. Do you want a first-round pick and a couple expiring contracts and rebuild all over to, over again? I don't know if Melo's the issue, and this is what I've said since day one, and I said it with Tommy D earlier in the year. The Knicks do not have the depth to be a winning team. When Lance Thomas is starting, when Porzingis goes down, you can't win. Lance Thomas has been a bench player his whole career. When Courtney Lee, a guy who's been traded left and right, solid player, is your starting shooting guard, a position where you want 16 and 20 points a game, you're not going to win. When Kuzminskis is trying to play here, a guy who has no muscle on him, who came in as a complete unknown, is starting our Martin Luther King Day, you're not going to win. And as much as I love Ron Baker, when you have to use Ron Baker to shake things up, you're not going to win. So we could point at Melo all we want. The Knicks' problem is there's just not enough talent and there's not enough camaraderie and there's a lot of new faces trying to gel together and a team that just doesn't have that chemistry trying to create chemistry that's not there. Imagine a date you're having where you're forcing topics to talk about where it's just not there. I've had it many times. There's sometimes where you have a couple of interests that are similar in music where you guys like the same rappers and stuff. But that's the only thing. I've actually had that recently where we we've, you vibe over the music, you like the other music, 
but literally nothing else is the shame. I was gonna say I'm shame because they watch Shameless. You don't. You like sports. They don't. You like to eat great foods. They're a vegan. I mean, it, that's the kind of thing we're looking at here. When there is no chemistry in a team, this is going to happen. And the Knicks don't have chemistry. And you saw that. It was highlighted versus the Hawks when Brandon Jennings looked at Kuzmenskis like he wanted to do the th- kill the throat emote, the, the, the kill the throat thing that Michael Crabtree did. You saw that look he gave in his face. He said, the kid's a rookie. You're going to embarrass him like that? There's just so much clashing personalities on the New York Knicks right now with with the, the mellow kind of player, the superstar Hollywood, Ron Baker, who's happy to be here, Kuzminskis happy to be here, Lance Thomas putting in a role he's not accustomed to, Porzingis' ability to not stay healthy, Brandon Jennings, a guy who's looking down upon rookies when he should be looking to teach rookies. A Joe Akeem no can't stay healthy. A point guard who's not even sure if he wants to play anymore, who doesn't text the team, and we didn't get to talk about this last week because I wasn't here, who didn't get to talk to the team because he wouldn't send them a text and say, hey, guys, I'm going to Chicago. I have a family matter. Simple text. Imagine me coming to CBS and saying I'm not going to show up to work and no one's going to post to CBS Sports Radio all day and I don't answer them until after the work day. You get fired. Derrick Rose got a little fine, didn't even get a suspension. He played on Wednesday. So there's a lot more than Mello wrong. And speaking of the chemistry, hey, Phil, what is this, Groundhog's Day? You finally came out from underground and to speak? I mean, it took you this long? It took media reports for you to come out and speak? What took you so long? Speak. This is New York. How has he been hiding? It's like Phil Jackson is playing hide-and-seek with the media in the number one media market in the world. I guess I have to give him credit for doing what he's done because how has he done it? He's got one secret reporter that he talks to, and that's how this kind of stuff leaked out there. But you know what? I don't think Mel's going anywhere because I just don't think his value is any good right now for them to get maybe more than a first-round pick. And At that point, it's not worth it. So that's my take on Mello. Um, what else, San, is going on in the world of sports? We have Chris Paul. Six to eight weeks with a torn thumb ligament. To me, it doesn't matter. It's regular season, and it's the Warriors Conference. I don't think it, it hurts them. Uh, it comes at a good time where he's still going to be able to play in the stretch run. So I don't think that is a big deal. Uh, any other nuggets? Uh, the 49ers made an offer? Uh, to Kyle Shanahan, yes. But he can't accept it until the end of the Falcons run. I think he takes it because he doesn't have the head coaching experience, and this is kind of a good start for him. It's like, kind of like, you know, like you're starting from the bottom, and now we're here. This is what Kyle has shown. I think he should take it. Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball Hall of Fame, Luke. Baseball Hall of Fame is tomorrow. The vote is coming. Vote and is if, tomorrow, man. If, if Mike Mussina gets in, I will run the Brooklyn Bridge in a speedo. Because that would just be ridiculous. A lot of people are running things in skimpy clothes. Um, any other nuggets we have? The Blue Jays? God, Joey Betts. Jose Batista, I like the move on a one-year deal because I think if he got $30 million a year, it's ridiculous. By the way, Derek Rhodes requesting $30 million a year after sitting out on Monday. It's one of the more comical things, and he should probably do stand-up uh, with Bill Burr. Anything else? Yeah, two little nuggets here. We have, uh, Will Myers, $83 million extension with the Padres. How many years? Six. It's a good deal. What else? And uh, the New York Islanders fired Coach Jack. I think a long overdue uh, moment for the Islanders. I think people were clamoring for him to go. Uh, And I think the Islanders had to do it. They had to answer the fans. The team was struggling. There's 10 points out of an eight seed in the the Eastern Conference. Uh, You had to do it. We have Islanders expert. Do you like the move, Megan? I think it was interesting. I think it's interesting that they did it now. Especially, you why know, is that? What do you say? I think they didn't play that bad last game, and I think sometimes it's not all Capuano. I think sometimes it's what he's been given, and you know, sometimes I think during the season, during the couple times this season, I even said, even though I defended Capi multiple times, but then it got to the point where he would make a move, and I go, I I can't defend this anymore. So I can see it happening. We all predicted it was going to happen. Um, now it's kind of just up in the air what's going to happen with the rest of the season. I don't think there's going to be any miracles happening with the new interim head coach. Meggie Pucks has taken over Tony Pucks. All right, Tony Tony Pucks just got put in a body bag. He got bodied by wifey. 
You and you've talked to Cab. You've interviewed him, right? Yeah. Nice guy. He is. He was always welcoming with the media. Honestly, I mean, like there was sometimes he. This be is some fired tremendous up, insight but... right here. In, inside analysis. No, right I mean from he the, was live every... from the locker room. <laughs> Maggie Pucks. <laughs> I mean, every time I got, uh, every time I went to morning skate and everything like that, even when Sant went too. I mean, he's been nothing. He was nothing but nice um, with every member of the media, really. You heard it here first from Maggie Pucks. We're going to end on that note, hockey note. Because now we got to give Amy Trask a call, the former Raiders executive. She'll join us this week. You'll hear that tomorrow. This is Wednesday's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Vegas Dave for joining us. Thanks to Maggie Pucks, Megan McGuire. What's your Twitter? Megan underscore? That is a funny question. McGuire12 uh, or something? It is Megan McG underscore 24. Megan McG underscore 24. Santanello at Santanello. I am Luke Halbert. A four-headed monster show today. Uh, Amy Trask and Matis Yahoo will join us in studio with Miss New York and a couple other guests to be announced. So look, be on the lookout for that. Enjoy the football porn. I got Packers. I got Patriots. We'll figure out a bet if the Falcons take on the Patriots for Luke and Sant. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Jake Brown Show. It's good to be back, and we'll see you next week. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 